Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Hello, good evening, and welcome. It's that time again. We're doing the Facebook Live Q&A. And if you've got any questions, fire away, because I will be happy to tackle them as best I can. I have got some here. I have an agenda. I've got my own agenda. But if you have your agenda, then please feel free to fulfill your agenda by asking questions. And in the meantime, your job is to comment and share. So please comment and share on this and we will see how we get on. So if you don't mind, I'm going to crack on with my question here. LA or GA for gynecomastia? Is that over the... Um, right let's get rid of the scroller shall we because that's slightly tedious and let's get into the meat of this question which says i see that some surgeons seem to opt for local anesthetic rather than general gynecomastia they seem to advocate cheaper costs and better recovery if it's that much better, why does everyone not choose that method? Any pros, any pro cons for either method? Yeah, you've got to be a bit careful when someone tries to tell you something's best. Although I guess we've all got our own opinions. And I think this is a bit, well, it comes down to two things. First of all, we're our own opinions. But the other thing that you've got to think about is what is the facility able to do? Because if you're in a facility where, where you're only able to offer local anaesthetic, uh, well, gynecomastia will probably be local anaesthetic with sedation rather than just pure local anaesthetic. But some facilities aren't allowed to do general anaesthetic if it's not a hospital environment. So they're probably more likely to be offering local anaesthetic with sedation. We can offer general anaesthetic because we work at the private hospitals. And so we can offer local anaesthetic and sedation or general anaesthetic and they seem to advocate cheaper costs and better recovery. Cheaper costs, uh, possibly if you're working in a facility which doesn't offer general anaesthetic, because I would imagine the facility would have less operating costs. But because we're in a hospital and we also say that we can convert to a general anaesthetic if, if required, and there is always an anaesthetist there. So uh, it's actually no cheaper if you have it under local insulation versus having it under general because there's an anaesthetist there. And if anything, the anaesthetist has to work harder when it's local insulation because they have to sort of um, keep a much closer eye on you than they would for a general anaesthetic. Not that they don't keep a close eye on you for a general, of course, but um, the, so the cost, there's no actual cost saving with having it under local insulation versus a, a general better recovery yes i think there is less 
of the sort of hangover effects that you get with a general anesthetic when you have local and sedation. I think you do generally feel better when you wake up, if you like, from local and sedation. Um, so pros and cons, I think that is a pro that you do recover quicker from a local and sedation. The cons are that it can be a bit uncomfortable because gynecomastia to offer often involves liposuction and the liposuction can be quite extensive in order to feather the edges. People often think it's just their nipple. Men often come and think, oh, I've just need, got a bit behind my nipple that I need uh, removed. But it's it's usually more than that. In fact, it's pretty much always more than that because if you just removed a bit behind the nipple, you end up with a, a dent. So it's usually a combination of liposuction plus or minus excision of the glandular tissue which is behind the nipple if you just try and locally cut a little bit of tissue out from behind the nipple you're not going to get a good chest contour so the liposuction can be a little bit uncomfortable there's of pushing and pulling and moving so you have to be on board really so for me i have i usually um only do local insulation on people who really want it i don't really try and push it on patients for th for this operation because it can be a bit uncomfortable and if you're not really uh, on board I, we don't want to try to traumatize you and even if you are on board if it is a bit uncomfortable and if, if uh, you're not really enjoying the procedure we can always convert to a general anesthetic because as i say we've got facility to do that in the hospitals so the pros are that the recovery is better the cons are that it can be a bit more uncomfortable and I guess the risks are more. The risks are pretty small with any anesthetic, but they're there. Um, uh, you can have a sort of anaphylaxis or reaction to the drugs. And I guess that is less with a local anesthetic. However, if it's very uncomfortable and they're having to give you a lot of um, sedation, there's risks with that. So it gets a with some of these operations, it gets a fine line, the risk benefit, because if you're uncomfortable, you know, that's going to put your heart rate up, put your blood pressure up and carry its own risks. So it's marginal. Should we really get an anesthetist to talk about this sort of thing? And if you want to know that sort of stuff, we can always get put you in touch with the anesthetist if you're having it with us. We'll, we can let the anesthetist talk to you to talk over the pros and cons of each. But there are definitely pros and cons of each. And as a rule for a gynecomastia, I would probably be leaning more towards a general. Well, not probably. I would be leaning more towards general. But if you're keen on a local insulation it can be done under local insulation for sure what's going on chat's kicking off olivia's in the house hey jj good to see you good to see you too olivia lisa's here good evening lisa tracy hi uh olivia see me next week we're looking forward to seeing you next week olivia um i'm just gonna get back on <laughs> So this is a question from the same person who asked the local question. Best way to deal with scar tissue, massage, creams, or will it require more surgery, etc. in around gynecomastia? Um, <clears throat> I tell you now, the best way to deal with scar tissue, gynecomastia or no gynecomastia, is time. Time is the number one uh, best thing to deal with scar tissue. Uh, and for gynecomastia, the scars settle really well. Um, try, well, basically, there's two scars, really, in a way. There's the skin scar that you can see, and the skin scar settles really well. It's usually a U-shaped incision at the bottom of the areola and a stab incision 
incision at the side for the liposuction. And out of the two, the stab incision is usually more obvious than the, than the U, uh, that, that infraareolar scar settles really well that it can be hard to see. But um, there is also scarring inside that you can't see. And that can sometimes leave dents and bumps and hard lumps and things like that. And people often think, oh, you left a bit of breast tissue there. So that can take a while for that to settle. So best way to deal with it, massage. Yeah, massage and creams. Yep. So uh, just moisturize a cream. Um, usually you don't need anything special. There are certain scar creams like silicone and, and what have you, but you don't normally need that sort of thing. Just normal moisturizer if the scars are a bit red and firm. And usually it's the stab incision one, if any of them, a bit of massage, a bit of pressure can help with that. And if you've got scar tissue underneath the skin causing dents and lumps and, and bumps, again, um, massage and time is usually the best. There are some people who inject steroids and things like that, but that can be a bit hit and miss and can cause its own problems. So, um, yeah, time, time. And I know people think three, four, five months. Oh, my God, it's never going to get better. It does get better, but it can take ages for it to get better. You know, it can take a year for everything to properly settle, but um, it's not normally a big problem. The skin, pro the skin scars are pretty, pretty rare to be a problem. The scarring underneath the skin is often a problem where you can get lumps and dents and bumps and bumps and bits and bobs that can take time for it to set, soften and settle with a gynecomastia. What's going on, Julia Jeeves? Hi, JJ. Hi, JJ. Right back at you, JJ. So, um. Another gynecomastia question. Look at that. Big on gynecomastia. This is a different person now. <clears throat> I just wanted to ask, will my gyno appear again after my after surgery if I consume soy, if my gyno is formed mainly because I'm soy sensitive? Well, I didn't know that gynecomastia is due to soy, personally. But if it is... If you have a cause for your gynecomastia, now the vast majority of causes of gynecomastia are what we call idiopathic, which is a fancy name for we don't know the cause. So the vast majority of gynecomastia cases, there is no cause. Some cases do have a cause, do have a predisposing reason for the gynecomastia so if you have a predisposing reason for your gynecomastia and you don't get rid of that reason so if it's because you take soy or because you've got a tumor somewhere that's producing hormones or if it's because you're taking a certain drug for treatment or marijuana for instance can cause uh, can cause gynecomastia steroids that some bodybuilders take that can cause gynecomastia so if you are doing something that is causing your gynecomastia, including soy or steroids or other drugs, or as I say, if you've got uh, another reason that there is a cause for your gynecomastia and you don't get rid of that cause or stop taking that drug, it can come back. Because when we treat the gynecomastia, there is always a little bit left behind, a little bit of breast tissue left behind. Otherwise, you get a crater and a dent. Much as everyone says, I don't want any left behind. I don't want it all gone. Yes, we will remove it all. But there will be a little bit of breast tissue left behind. There will be a bit of fat left behind. And that can be acted on again by the hormones if you continue to take the drugs or if you continue to have the problem. Uh, so it all, all, it, as I said, no, it was a soy thing. But if, if the soy is the cause, 
and then you go back onto soy, then yes, it can come back again. So gynecomastia surgery doesn't treat the underlying condition. And as I say, in the vast majority of cases, there is no underlying condition. But if there is an underlying condition or an underlying reason for it, you need to treat that reason first before having surgery. Because if you have a surgery, it will come back again. So short answer, yeah. It may appear again if you consume, consume soy, if the gyno is formed mainly because you are soy sensitive. Lisa, I have horrendous scarring under armpits from arm lift where I where it came apart, then got infected a year ago. Scarring so red and wide, can it be cut out and made neater? Yes, it can, Lisa. This is a problem with uh, this sort of surgery because the surgery is done, obviously, to tighten the skin. And uh, any time you do the uh, surgery to tighten the skin, there's a risk that uh, it can open up. So when someone has bad scarring, or when somebody wants scar revision, the first thing that will, well, the first thing, but one of the things that we'll think about is how did it heal? So if it all healed really well and you had no problems and you've been left with bad scarring, then we'd be a bit, a bit worried about revising. It could be thinking, what can we do? Because, you know, we're just going to do the same thing and it might bad, create bad scarring again. But in a way, it's reassuring that it actually came apart and got infected and 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 you had lots of problems that cause your bad scarring because what what we would be thinking or what I would think in my head is like when you had the surgery first time around obviously it was very tight because they took a big bit of skin out that's now no longer tight because time has passed presumably after this so you want to wait at least a year before considering revision so I'm assuming it's at least a year after your surgery so once that time has passed and the skin again don't be getting wrong but if you're taking just revising the scar it's going to be under less tension so i hope it'll be under less tension less risk of getting infection this time and hopefully get a better scar so it can be done i mean there's never a hundred percent guarantee that it won't stretch again or or especially if the skin is very tight it might widen and there is obviously a risk that it could open up particularly up into the armpits it's hot and sweaty up there um, but usually if it does open up or you get problems up into the armpit, it's less of a problem than if you get problems lower down on your arm because they're more, it's more cosmetically sensitive. But yeah, that would be a reasonable thing to do to revise that scar, Lisa, if it was because it became infected. Very, very reasonable. Very, very reasonable. Amanda, hiya, I want a BA, breast augmentation, but also have a bit of loose skin on my tummy. Can this be lifted slightly and joined at the BA incision? As in remove a bit of skin at the same time. Will that work? I don't think I need a tummy tuck. Thanks. I also have a bit of loose skin on my tummy. Can this be lifted slightly and joined at the BA incision? I think it's interesting. Did I, was, it, was it you, Amanda? Someone talked to me about this in the clinic the other day. It wasn't you, was it? Someone's asked me this. They said, oh, I just want this bit of my tummy pulled up at the time of mastopexy and things. No, Amanda. Simple, short answer. No. Negative. Nada. Niente. Nil. Nope. Um, no. I think what you're, you know, if, if so no. Short answer, no. If you were trying to get rid of that, I, I think what you're talking about is fullness or, or, or loose skin on the upper part of your abdomen um, 
which people talk about reverse abdominal plaster, which is a massive incision. Forget your the little scar you make for a BA. It's a five centimeter incision for breast augmentation. You make a big incision and you lift the skin up. That's people have got rolls of fat there after massive weight loss. With a five centimeter incision, you can be able to take much skin up. And if you only take those skin, the skin in the area of the breast augmentation incision, you can have wrinkles, you know, in the middle and to the sides. So no, it's a, it's a no go. If you did have a bit of fat there, a bit of fullness there, liposuction can help. Uh, and it can sort of retract and pull back a bit um, rather than having to remove the skin. But it's a no-go in terms of what you're thinking of. And I can understand it because, as I said, I saw someone in the clinic the other day who said that and said, just sort of pulled it up and says, when you're doing making this cut here, and she was having a mastopexy, which is a bigger incision than a breast augmentation, and she wanted me to pull up the, the skin from the abdomen up. But it just, it's just not it's not a goer. And you can't pull the skin up at the same time as doing a mastopexy because you release everything of the mastopexy and that that uh, mastopexy skull will then descend down, which is bad because you need to have the inframammary fold uh, well demarcated. So that's that's not a go, Amanda. I don't I don't think. Well, I, well, no. Sorry, sorry, Amanda. It's I understand how what you're thinking about. It. It's not it's not going to be a good, good option. Lisa, thank you, thank you for the question, Lisa Kelly. What causes rippling of skin up to underarm after lipo to flanks? Thanks. What causes rippling of skin up to underarm after lipo to flanks? Rippling of skin up to underarm after lipo to flanks. Well, hmm. Well, if it's rippling the skin after lipo, then it's the lipo because the lipo doesn't remove the skin and you hope the skin recoils. So sometimes after lipo, you can get exit, uh, rippling of skin um, because you're not removing the skin and hoping it's going to recoil. This way, if you've got good quality skin, if you're young, if you don't smoke, no significant sun exposure, your skin's more likely to be more elastic and, and recoil. Um, I'm not entirely sure about the underarm after lipo to flanks so the flanks are sort of down there and unless they did some lipo up there but uh underarm this bit here actually usually does recoil well after liposuction i don't know is it maybe it's a bit of swelling after the surgery maybe i don't know I don't know kelly i'm not sure about that one can't get my head around that um, but it might be that if the lipo, if there was a lot of skin and the lipo has just removed the fat, then you might be left with some excess skin. Should we go with that? Feel free to come back at me, Kelly. Come back at me. Um, thought I'd ask. Thank you. Yep. Good. Yep. Sorry about that, Amanda. Sorry if it was not the response you are after. Right. Well, it kind of, you know what? I've got to be honest with you guys. This is actually a good question. But the others have also been good questions. This is second to last question. So, you know, just put it out there. Is it only Tuesday? Only Tuesday. Right. Can I have a breast reduction, breast lift and implants? I'm interested in a breast reduction, breast lift and implants. Is this a procedure you carry out? Can it be carried out in one surgery or would I need two? Good question. like this question a lot. So first thing, breast lift and breast reduction, same thing. Breast lift is part of a reduction. 
So breast lift and breast reduction, same thing. So basically what you're saying is, can I have a breast reduction and implants at the same time? Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what? That's crazy talk. It is a thing. So having a breast reduction and implants at the same time is a thing that some people talk about. And you might say, why? Why would they do that? Well, they do that because when you do a breast lift or a breast reduction, you tighten the skin. The only difference between a breast lift and a breast reduction is a breast reduction. The breast is smaller. With a breast lift, the breast remains the same size. You tighten the skin envelope and with a breast reduction, you take some breast tissue away with a breast lift. You only remove the skin and you make the shape better and you always push the volume up high and it's always it's quite sort of accentuated when you first are doing it oh blimey but then it settles and it settles to this concavity in the upper pole that i always make it clear to patients that they're going to get if you're using your own tissues it always settles to a concavity in your upper pole what i would call a natural shape so you know nothing wrong with it it's a natural shape and that's what happens when you have a breast lift or a breast reduction the upper pole fullness settles out of a bra. When you're out, when you're not wearing a bra, you will have that sort of um, concavity, if you like, from the upper pole up. You'll have a sort of a bit, bit of a dip in your in the upper part of your breast. Now you might say, "I don't like that. I want to be full because I want to lift and etc. etc. etc." But you can't keep the volume up there um, when you're using your own tissue. However. When you use implants, you can get sustained fullness in the upper pole. So implants can give you sustained fullness in the upper pole. But I would say implants are good at volume. Lift is good for shape. Don't use implants for shape. If you're going to use implants for shape, obviously implants are going to make the breast bigger. So you might say, well, I want to, hold on a minute. I want a breast reduction. I want to be smaller, but I want that sustained fullness in the upper pole because I like the shape that you get with implants. So there is a... Uh, a, a, a technique where you can do a reduction you reduce the breast smaller than the size you want to be and then you put an implant in in order to give you a sustained fullness in the upper pole i don't like it personally i don't like the technique i don't like the concept of removing breast tissue and then replacing it with implant i always say to people i use a lot of implants but if you can avoid using implants then do implants can cause problems in the future um, they can cause rippling, they can cause capsular contracture, they can cause, you can feel the edges, see the edges, there's all this ALCL now, breast implant illness, goodness knows what. I mean, complications are rare, but they're out there. And if you can avoid taking on those complications, I would always say to you, if you can avoid them, do. So I don't think it's a good idea to use implants just to give that shape personally. But it is a thing. You ask the question, the answer is yes, it is a thing. But I, I would say to you, you're better off just having a reduction. A lift is part of a reduction and accepting the shape. The shape will be full to start with and then it'll settle. And just accept that. Go into it, open eyes, full expectation. That's the way to get happy patients, full expectation so you know what to expect. Um, uh, and Well, maybe not be happy with that, but just be aware of that. And if you're not happy with that, I'll say, look, it's maybe not the shape you wanted, but if you wanted that shape, you'd have had to have an implant, you'd have to have more breast tissue taken away, there's problems with implants, so there's bad things that can happen with doing that. So it's a balance, and you've got to balance up the pros and cons, and I think the 
um, cons outweigh the pros in this circumstance. But at the end of the day, it's your body and you might find someone who will do that for you because it is a thing because I don't I think don't think this is not this is just a question really. It's not for me. So in if in answer to the question, it can be done. And the, uh, the, the surgeons I've seen talk about it have been overseas, South America and things like that. I haven't seen anyone in the UK talk about it, but there may be someone in the UK who, who's doing that. So um, that may be a, a possibility. So good luck with that if you fancy going down that way. But uh, it, it could potentially be done in one go. But but again, it's then if you're talking about doing it in one go or not, then you're into the realms of your lift with implants because it is sort of like a lift with implant, a reduction with implants, uh, plus minus technique, they call it or something. Um, it has got a high complication rate because, you know, when you do a reduction, when you do a lift, you're closing the skin tight. So to put an implant in there, is going to increase your risk of complications so you are going to you know so whether the surgeon whoever it would want to do it in two stages because some people don't do lifts and implants in one stage so it could be a stage procedure but it could potentially be done in one go it's hard for me to answer these questions because i've got to talk generally i can't you know i talk about me but you want to know generally so i've got to be general about what can be done sort of thing so I, I think this is just Natalie, is it? Natalie, Natalie, Natalie Doda. I've got a question for you. You might not know the answer, but would have any kind of surgery increase your risk of catching coronavirus? Topical. Um, don't think so. Um, I mean, obviously, if your sort of immunity down, you're going to increase your risk of catching coronavirus. Mm. But most of the surgery, well, going into hospital, you know, I guess is increased risk, but private hospitals probably less so. But I, but I, I don't think the surgery in itself, um, I don't think so. I don't think, because basically coronavirus is a, is a virus just like, you know, flu virus. And I don't think having surgery increases your risk of having flu. So, um. I don't think so. It's not. It's all a bit new. This, so I don't want to be too. Don't quote me on it, but I don't. I don't think so, Natalie. Having even. Having even. Lisa, it does settle. I thought, wow, at first, and now back to a more natural look. Yes, I have just. I had just a lift. Got a great shape now. Yes. So, I. To be honest with you, Lisa, I always worry when people say, "Wow, I love it. It's great." I'm thinking, oh my lord, it's going to settle. You know, it's actually better when people say, oh my lord, it's a bit full. I'm like, oh, don't worry, it'll settle. If you think it's great when you first have it done, you're like, oh, it's going to settle. Natalie, you're welcome. I don't think you will um, get, yeah, it is an interesting question about the coronavirus. I don't think you will increase your risks. I don't think. Um, what is going on with this corona thing? Goodness knows. Liposuction thigh, thigh lift features heavily in this, doesn't it? What's the best surgery? Liposuction or thigh lift? I carry weight on my legs. It looks like the skin from my upper leg rolls slightly onto my knee. There is volume. So this is not just loose skin. My BMI is 26. What's oh, a hard one? This I don't know. I don't know. I don't I mean, liposuction gets rid of the fat and liposuction is good in certain areas and certainly just above the knee. Sometimes if there's a bit of extra fat, then liposuction can work. 
But what you're saying is it sounds like you've lost the weight because your BMI of 26 is pretty good. So it sounds like you're not carrying too much weight and it, and you're saying the skin rolls onto me. So you've got to imagine in your head, you've lost the weight. Have you lost the weight? I'm assuming, well, I'm assuming you lost the weight. I'll just maybe you haven't, maybe you've always had that BMI, but if you've got this problem, I'm assuming you've lost the weight. And so losing weight is doing like what liposuction does. Now liposuction is good at removing redundant areas of fat that don't go when you've lost weight. So if there's sort of, is redundant the right word? Resistant, resistant areas of fat that don't go when you lose weight. But if you think about it, liposuction does the same as what weight loss does. It just gets rid of the fat. That's what weight loss does. And the reason people need tummy tucks and thigh lifts and arm lifts and face lifts and goodness knows what is because, and breast lifts, is because the skin, there's too much skin. And you've said yourself, the skin is roll, rolling onto my knee. So it sounds like it might be an excisional procedure you need there. Um, whether it be a thigh lift and it would have to be a, a, a one of those big long incisions down the medial thigh in order to, to tighten the skin at the knee because a, a thigh lift in the groin wouldn't significantly tighten the skin at the knee. Um, or something locally around the knee. If it's if, if if you've got a localized roll of skin at the knee, you might need a localized skin tightening around the knee. But that's difficult because the knee's moving all the time, so you're going to risk a wound healing, etc. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So. That's the last one. Got any more? Any more questions? Any more for any more? All in fair one, all in fair one. One, two. Tell us about your date. No, we're not going to. No, we're not getting into. Uh, uh, social commentary. Come on, Olivia. Purely uh, fact-based. This is fact-based drama. This is. It's not. Uh, it's not a soap. Um, yes. To, no. Steady on. Come on. Right. That's it. I'm going to sign off in a minute. Come on. It's not about me. It's not about me, team. Um, <laughs> right, that's it. I'm gonna right. So, um, in the absence of more questions, if you have got any questions, you know what to do. Message me, uh, or email me, or whatever you want. Contact me somehow, and uh, I will be here this time next week, seven o'clock. Tuesday night for a live Q&A. You heard me right. It's a live Q&A and I will be answering your questions live. And right now I am going to carry on the rest of my day, which has been pretty, pretty, not much, not much gone on today, to be honest. Um, have you got hand gel and toilet roll? You know what? We have to ask, we have to order more to, um, hand gel 
and they said, oh, what do you want it for? Like for the clinic. And they said, what do you want it for? We said, we want it for the clinic. And they said, are you stockpiling it? But we have, I think we're fine. Uh, we always, we've always had it. And the, the toilet roll gets delivered by a sort of, you know, we, we don't have to buy it. It comes, well, I suppose we do have to buy it, but you know, it, it's like initial, you know, they, they just, they just supply it. So I think we're all right. Um, Natalia, is it Natalia? But um, I think we're all right at this point in time. But it's all a bit of a worry, isn't it? It's all a bit of a worry. But uh, I don't think we're panicking yet. No, it's not Andrex, but it is the good. We they started giving us some cheap stuff when we first started the clinic, so we got the good stuff now. You'll be pleased to hear, Olivia. You know that cheap stuff, which is like um, sort of tracing paper, not that bad. Not not as bad as tracing paper, but we've got the we've got the upgraded stuff now. Right. It's just Natalie, is it? Well, Natalie. Okay. Um, all right. Nice to see you here tonight, Natalie. Nice to see you, Olivia. I'm gonna um check out because I've got loads to do to carry on my day now. It's all go. And I suggest you do likewise. So uh without further ado, I will I will check myself out of here. And uh, good evening and have a lovely night. What's left of it? Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.